0: Ladies so and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seatback and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-in items including laptops and devices of similar size for landing landing. Five,
1: two, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, the to enter. Culturama with Diva.
2: Hello Culturama listeners and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Enasantum Entertainment LTD and Accessible Technology Solutions.
1: If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Ltd. YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment. And Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at one That's one
2: This program is called Inspirational Moments and What Do You Do? In the inspirational segment, I interview persons with different challenges slash walks of life, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, and more. And for the what do you do segment, I interview persons with different career professionals in order to to advise the young people in their career path of life. Now, this lady wears many hats and I had to read over her bio because She just amazed me, I don't know. In my studio today, we have none other than the beautiful Brittany Culp. Hi Brittany, welcome to the program. Hi Tia, thank you for having me. Now we're gonna talk about the inspirational side first before we get to your different career professional options here. Tell us about Brittany Culp.
0: Well, Um, I guess a little bit about me. Um, I'm from Corpus Christi, Texas, um, born and raised in this area my whole life. We even went to college down here. Um, I went to school at Texas A&M University, Kingsville for both my bachelor's and my master's. So I have a bachelor's in psychology and sociology, and my master's is in counseling psychology. Um, I actually, after I graduated with my master's, went to go take the national counselor examination. I passed uh, because my career path originally was going to be a licensed professional counselor. But at the time I was also competing in bodybuilding and I started doing personal training part-time to help pay for some stuff through grad school. And while I was trying to find a counseling job, I just stuck with personal training. And then finally I just decided I was going to completely make the switch to be a personal trainer and then in order to be able to still put my counseling degree to, to, to some use, I decided to get certified as a life coach. So now I, by day, work as a personal trainer. Um, I do online training as well as nutrition, life coaching, same thing. And when bo- bodybuilding, I'm still doing as well. Um, I've won several competitions and I'll actually be going to the USA bodybuilding championships later this summer. That's gonna be in July. So I'm really excited about that.
2: We're gonna take it slower because okay. I young people to really take this all in in particular my sister who listens to my podcast and i know she loves the modeling thing so let's go back in time we want to know more about your girl years um high school college tell us more about your disability
0: okay So when I was six months old, I was diagnosed with RP, retinitis pigmentosa, which is a hereditary eye condition that involves breakdowns of the cells in the retina. So it's degenerative. My vision has been getting worse as I get older. Um, So um, I'll be 30 in June and I still retain some residual vision, but it isn't necessarily what I would call useful or reliable and whenever i was growing up i i maintained quite a bit of vision i could still read uh granted it was with large print i didn't use a cane probably till i was in high school so it was a very um confusing time i guess you could say because i wasn't sighted enough to be considered sighted but i wasn't blind enough to be considered what most people probably think of when they hear blind <clears throat> but now that you know i've gotten older and more involved in the blindness community that we all know of course that Blindness isn't just one thing, it's on a spectrum. There's varying degrees of blindness. And honestly, back then, growing up, I didn't want to identify as blind because I don't think I was ready for people to judge me based off of that word. I guess in a way it was a word that I was ashamed of um, because other people kind of made me feel that way um, based off of things that they thought, stereotypes and things like that
2: tell us about your daily living in terms of the tools you use to operate.
0: So what after I graduated life. high school, I went to blindfold training, um, in Austin, Texas. And that is honestly where I learned a lot about what it means to be blind and how to be a functional adult, basically just who happened to have a disability. Um, So I learned how to do cane traveling, blindfolding, cooking, assistive technology, all of those things. And I guess that's when I kind of came out of my shell because I realized that the only limitations that were on me were the ones that I was putting on myself or that I was letting other people get in my head and putting on me. And it also helped, too, that I I hadn't really met my first blind person until I was 16. And then when I moved to Austin to go to the blindfold training, I met more blind people just living their lives fearlessly without any judgment. And it made me feel and understand that that kind of life was possible for me. It wasn't this miracle thing. It was just regular people who just happened to be blind. Their disability was just a small part that made them who they are. And that really resonated with me. And that's when I started you know, trying new things and putting myself out there, things I didn't do when I was younger. And one of those things was getting into modeling and honestly modeling kind of modeling kind of just fell in my lap. I was originally into really into music, um singing.
2: What what keeps you motivated?
0: So I tell people I get asked that a lot for like modeling and fitness and everything in general and honestly I don't rely on motivation because yeah.
1: motivation
0: wow. motivation is just a feeling. It's It comes and goes. You're not always going to be motivated. And just because you're not always motivated, what? Do you stop what you're doing just because you don't have that feeling anymore? No. Because if you're going to stay on track, you need to have discipline and consistency and dedication, because those are the three things that are going to keep you going on days that you're not motivated.
2: This program is brought to you by Inner Entertainment and Accessible Technology Solutions.
1: Hello, my name is Saddam Ahmed and I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Accessible Technology Solutions Enterprises. At Accessible Technology Solutions, we offer highly customized training for all your adaptive technology needs, whether it be JAWS for Windows, for someone who's recently gone blind, whether it's learning your Mac, or harnessing the amazing potential of your iPhone using adaptive technology like VoiceOver. For more information, please visit us on the website www.AccessibleTechnologySolutions.com I'm Sadam underscore Ahmed 11 on Twitter at Accessible Technology Solutions Enterprise on Facebook or email us, S-A-D-A-M at Accessible Technology Solutions Your Problems, Our Solutions
2: No, we're back with you, Brittany. We're going to go to your career path. No, this is a segment called What Do You Do, where I find different career professionals like yourself to come and speak to the young people um, of today's society because it's it, it can be difficult at times to find your career path, what you want to do. So let me go slowly here. Um. You are an international published model. Tell me about that first of all. I went back ways.
0: Okay. So modeling, like I was saying, it just kind of fell in my lap. I started out as a singer and I actually went to an audition. This is where it all started, actually. Um, I went to an audition in Austin where this modeling academy was having open auditions and there were some agents from California from Wilhelmina Model Management and they were the ones that were scouting talent. And they were looking for singers, actors, models, dancers, etc. So I went in there as a singer and I sang my song in front of the two agents. And then when I was done, they asked me, you know, how long have you been singing, all that stuff? And we were talking for a little bit. And one of the agents looked at me, she was very quiet the whole time. And then she said, have you ever considered modeling? And I thought she was joking with me because at the time, like, yeah, I've always been tall. Um, I'm 5'8". Which isn't tall for in the modeling world, but it's tall in the average world. Um, and I and I looked at her and I said no, because honestly at the time I didn't even think I was pretty. Um, nobody ever really told me that. So um, she said, you know, you have a very nice smile. You're very tall. You're you know you have good height on you. Pretty face, good facial structure. All these. Indeed, Indeed you do.
2: Indeed.
0: And I was just like listening to her. And then she said, I think you could really benefit from taking some classes just you know, on, on your posture and your walking and posing if you're not familiar with those things because music can be a very hard industry to break into if you don't play an instrument, which at the time I didn't, I was taking some guitar lessons but I wasn't really good at that. And she's like, or unless you compose your own music which at the time I didn't either. So I said, okay, well, thank you. And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna give you a call on Monday because i wanted a new hobby i was like i'm just gonna try it so i started just networking with local photographers doing that and then that's when i got into bodybuilding and bodybuilding was my segue into the magazines because fitness modeling there's a lot of fitness models um and this is something that one of my photographer friends casey withers told me he's a very well-known published fitness glamour and beauty photographer Working with him, he told me, I know you don't like to capitalize on your disability because it's just a characteristic for you. He's like, but you're tall, you're you're blonde and you have tattoos. So what? How many other fitness models in working right now?
2: Wait, have you have tattoos?
0: Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. All over. Wow. Um, my Both of my arms are covered um, from shoulder to elbow. And I have a few more, Um, he's like, so there's tons of other girls that look like you. He's like, but what makes you, you? Your story makes you, you. And he's like, it's not the fact that you're blind. He's like, it's what you've done with that, that makes you, you. And he's like, and you need to use that because you're doing yourself a disservice by not showing that part of you and by not showing other people that part of you because it may help them in some way. And he was right. So that's when I started reaching out to oxygen magazine, strong fitness magazine. They both hit me back within the same six month period and put me in their magazines. And those are the top five women's fitness magazines. So that's how that started.
2: <laughs> wow, you know, my motto stands out in our focus on your ability and not your disability. And quite a few people, a lot of persons with special needs resonate with that motto. You know, do what you can do, be who you are, be the, be the best you can be, you know, what stands out, right? So apart from the personal training and the modeling, you are an you know international bikini bodybuilder. What?
0: Tell me about that. So whenever I started modeling, I was very thin. I was 108 pounds and I was just into running. I didn't like starve myself by any means, but I was a finicky eater. Um, I didn't really know much about you know, weightlifting and things at that point, point. and I saw an advertisement for a local bodybuilding competition in my area on Facebook, and I heard about the bikini division. The bikini division was a new division that they added a few years prior that was more of a fitness model kind of look, and I looked into it to see kind of what that entailed, and I was like, man, I would really kind of like to look like that and have some shape to my body and not just be skinny. I'd like to you know, have some athletic tone and shape, Right. but I didn't really know anything about weightlifting because I was more of an avid runner at that time. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to hire a personal trainer and see if it's even a kind of lifestyle I would be able to stick with and enjoy. And then if I like it, I'll commit to doing a show. Yes. So I hired my first trainer and I was hooked and I said, all right, I'm going to do my first show, uh, eight months from now. And I did. And I, of course I didn't win no, hardly anybody ever wins their first show. Cause bodybuilding is, it's, it's a very competitive sport, especially in Texas. Texas is, you know, the second largest yes. state in America. Yes. And, um, so I did my first show and I didn't do terrible, but I didn't do great either. And then after that, I was, I was approached by a local supplement company and they wanted to sponsor me. So of course I said, yes. What? And, Yeah, so then I ended up on the news and doing a few other things like that, and then I just kept doing more and more shows until I finally won a show, and then I went to Miami Nationals for the first time. That was in 2018, and then I've been, you know, doing that ever since, and I'll be going back to Nationals for the second time this summer, and there um, at Nationals, people compete to earn pro status, so if you win first or second place in your hype class, you win your pro card. And then you get to compete on the professional level for money.
2: Wow. Now, my media name is DIVA, which stands for Determined, Independent, Vibes, and Awesome. And, you know, every woman is entitled to being a DIVA in their own right. You entered the Miss Blind DIVA 2020 pageant, which was last year, hosted by Miss Crystal Allen, in which her interview will be coming up shortly, guys um but Brittany tell us about entering pageants in particularly this one
0: so that also like most things in my life it seems just came out of nowhere <laughs> you know COVID COVID hit last year and oh, yes. it was just a crazy time for a lot of people a lot of things started transitioning online and if they weren't online then they were just canceled altogether. it was crazy so through a mutual friend of the Na- National Federation of the Blind, um, he reached out to me on Messenger on Facebook and sent me this post that somebody had made talking about Crystal and Eyes Like Mine's Miss Blind Diva pageant. And he was like, I think you would just completely blow this out of the water. I think you should do it. There's prize money. And, you know, I was like, all right, I'll look into it. So I looked into it and I was like, well, this is different because I've never heard of a pageant for exclusively for blind women and i was like you know what why not i'm not doing anything else we're we're in quarantine right <laughs> what, what better do i have to do so i signed up and i honestly didn't think i was going to win because one i was from texas and a mo- majority of the other women were from new jersey granted there were a few that weren't from new jersey because the thing about crystal's pageant is that in earlier years Which, by the way, this year, 2021, will be a milestone. It'll be the fifth annual Miss Blind Diva Empowerment Pageant. Um, The thing about Crystal's pageant is that in past years, it was only if you lived in the state of New Jersey. But since COVID hit and she had to make it an online pageant, that opened up the doors for it to be open to women from other states. So most of the women were from the the New York and Jersey area. There were a few like me from Texas. Some, I think, one was from California. One was from... Um, somewhere else up more up north, but I didn't think I was gonna win because I one wasn't really involved in the organization as much as some of the other women were. And two, we had these th- competitions from week to week called um I'm trying to remember. They were basically challenges that we had to complete and since I work crazy hours, I was always the last to turn in my challenge, and they were basing it off of who turned theirs in first. Um, so I never won a single challenge, and every time you won a challenge, you would win points towards the crown. So I was like, well, you know what? Even though I'm not winning, I'm still going to see this through because I'm a I'm a competitor by nature. I love to compete. Um, I was like, I'm still going to do the pageant on pageant day and just go out there and show them what I can do. So I did my talent, my introduction, my interview question, my pageant walk all of that and I ended up winning um <laughs> so a word of advice to anybody even if you feel like in the end or the middle that you're not doing well it's not about the beginning or the middle it's about how you finish um and I think that can be said for a lot of things in life so yes I ended up winning the, the title of Miss Blind Diva and since then I've been working closely with Crystal and eyes like mine on a few uh like doing podcasts like these and things like that, doing some charity stuff. I've raised money yes. for some local charities here in my area. Yes. One of them being the Purple Door Women's Shelter, which is a women's shelter for women who have experienced domestic violence. Oh, um, awesome. I've done a few other things as well. And as a big part of my duty is to help plan for the 2021 Miss Blind Diva Empowerment Pageant, which will be online again this year so anybody can enter we're actually starting recruiting this month march is women's month so yay to the ladies um so yeah it's it's really been fun (laughs) yeah networking with other blind women and focusing on female empowerment that's my whole thing i'm always i've always been into that all the clients i work with for training and life coaching are women and another thing that it opened the door for me as well was it got me thinking of okay what's the next step in this lane? Because obviously I operate in different lanes. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to commit to doing a Texas pageant because pageants are huge in Texas. So in January, I did my first, what I call a big girl pageant, I guess you could say, uh, which was Miss Texas United World. And I ended up getting third runner up, which was pretty good for my first time doing a big pageant like that. And I probably will do another one, but not anytime soon because I am focusing on planning for this pageant. Yes, for she's Guantava. a very
2: busy lady and I had to track her down, especially during the uh, Texas power outage and, you know, water outage, you know, but I had to get her. But Britt, we're almost out of time, but there are some topics that I want you to touch on. So I'm going to be planning a women's tele-summit for July because I want her to touch on the topics of fitness, and nutrition. I have been watching your Facebook live posts. Yes. And I've been gathering my questions. So I'll be collaborating with Brittany um, for that women's us summit free us summit of course. Yeah. But Brittany, um, tell us quickly about your business, your life coaching. And is it that you went on job experience before you started your business or you just went along the way? and you just grow and grow and grow and grow. Tell us about that.
0: So like I was saying, I my degree is in counseling psychology, and I always planned to be a licensed professional counselor. But after I graduated with my degree and I took my licensure exam, I was having difficulty finding a, a counseling job. So I stuck with the personal training. I was doing it part-time for a while. And then finally, I just realized maybe I'm not meant to be using my degree in the way that I initially planned. Maybe I am meant to be using my degree in a different way that not very many other people are doing, Um, or at least they're not doing it in a way that I can. So that's when I decided to go full time with personal training and add life coaching as a service in addition to that. So I started my own business, Blind Fury Fitness, and Basically, my mission statement is I empower women to own their confidence and health towards their fitness. So I'm a huge fan of ownership and taking charge of your life and the things that you want because that's empowering and that's what I like to do. So yes, I I consider myself to be a women's transformation specialist. I work with women um, of all ages, all body types from all places because I do in-person stuff as well, but I also do a lot of online training. Um, That's the new space now, especially before COVID, it was a big thing in the fitness space, but now it's even bigger. Um, So yeah, and it's been very rewarding. And I'm, like I said, I get to incorporate the two things I love the most, fitness um, from my bodybuilding background and psychology from my degree.
2: Do you love your job? Do you like what you're doing? Do you hate it? Do you easily accept compliments? Tell us about that.
0: Um, I I think compliments are nice, uh, but sometimes I don't accept them easily. I think that's just from uh, the way I was brought up and um, my, just my nature in general. I like giving compliments um, to other people. Um, but do I hate my job? No. Um, if I hated it, I don't think I'd be doing it which is the cool thing about running your own business is if you're starting to hate something about it, you can change it because you're the boss. (laughs) Um, But I I do love my job. It is challenging, um, but sometimes that is what makes life interesting challenges because it's good to be comfortable, but complacency can be a bad thing because then you're never being challenged. You're never growing in other ways. So the thing about fitness and psychology is they're both rooted in sciences and science is always changing, we're always finding new discoveries. So, I do like to read a lot about the areas that I'm working in, learning new things, learning from other people, because that's another thing, too. I think in psychology and fitness, or any profession in general, you get in this headspace of you think you have nothing left to learn, or that you know everything and you're not receptive to learning from other people, um, because it's an ego thing, and that's where that will be your downfall. When you think that you have nothing left to learn and that if you think that you can't learn from somebody else, that's a very bad mindset to be in because there's always something to learn. There's always something that you can learn from somebody, even if it's something you learn and then you take it and you make it your own and put your own spin on it. Because that's the thing about fitness coaches, especially in the online space, there's tons of them now. So if you're ever looking for a fitness coach, that's why I always encourage people to have a consultation because a lot of it is about who do you mesh with. The other day
2: I saw something on your Facebook page about you know, consultations and mm-hmm. how you manage consultations. I want you to put that here on this program right now.
0: Okay, so yeah, what Tia's talking about is I made a post the other day pertaining to my business saying that if you're, a, if you're ever considering becoming a client, you know, future potentially, you have to schedule a consultation with me. It's a requirement for me. I don't answer messages to people that say, hey, what do you charge for this, this, and this? People may think it's me being shady, but it here's the reason behind that and why most people do that. It's because it takes the value out of what we offer. So if, I, if you ask me, hey, how much do you charge for an online training program? How much do you charge for nutrition or a one hour session? I could just write you back and say, hey, it's X amount of dollars. More than likely, uh, people will read that and they will stop responding. They'll ghost you or they'll say, oh, okay, thank you. And there's no follow up questions. And it's because you're seeing a number, but you're not seeing the value. There's a difference between the monetary value and what the value is internally, what it actually does for you. Mm -hmm. and what that person has to offer so i do make it mandatory when people message me okay well let's set up a free consultation because the way i see it is if you don't have time with to have a 15 minute conversation with me for me to ask you some basic questions and have your questions answered Mm -hmm. you're probably not that serious about it anyway so um i do require people have consultations with me and it's not just for my benefit it's for your benefit so you know exactly what you're getting into you can have all of your questions or concerns answered, especially if you're new to fitness. It's intimidating. It can be. Um, it's the, the unknown is very anxiety provoking. So I want people to feel comfortable and assured. So again, me making you schedule a consultation is not just for my benefit. It's mostly for yours.
2: Brittany, how can persons get in contact with you for further bookings and consultations and all that?
0: You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is culprit, C-U-L-P-B-R-I-T. My work email is culpritfit at gmail.com. That's C-U-L-P-B-R-I-T-F-I-T at gmail.com. And if you have any questions about the Miss Blind Diva Empowerment Pageant, you can email me at ms.blind, B-L-I-N-D, Diva, D-I-V-A, 2020, 2020 at eyeslikemine, E-Y-E-S-L-I-K-E-M-I-N-E.org.
2: Yours truly, Diva, will be entering that pageant this year. I'm not just entering for entering sake. I'm entering to change lives of women. I'm entering to, you know, boost up the Caribbean. I'm entering to represent the Caribbean and just, you know, connect with women. So I'm going to be entering. I'm looking forward to your, to your all support, and looking forward to the pageant, and meeting these lovely ladies. There you have it, folks. The beautiful Miss Brittany Culp from Texas. Remember, guys, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. See you next week, Sunday.
1: Hello, I'm Sydney Thorpe. Sydney Sizer is here to help you meet your audio recording needs.
2: Call or WhatsApp 876-281-2801 or you can email me at
1: sidnesizer at gmail.com or sidnesizer at outlook.com or you can Skype me using Sybnesizer as my Skype name. Sybnesizer We can talk. Sydney says it, where we love to make good things happen.